welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being along in this journey. I have another solo episode today, and I wanted to loop back around from one I did two years ago on beginning a bedtime routine and some of the benefits of a bedtime routine. And as I was listening back to that older episode, it made me realize that, you know, I've really honed in well on this bedtime routine. I'm doing a lot of the same things I was two years ago with a couple added caveats. Um, But I thought it made sense just to follow up on that because I know a lot of folks struggle with getting to sleep on time and, you know, having proper sleep and, you know, some shuffle around and, you know, maybe are groggy in the morning. And it's through a lot of the learnings that I've done, a lot of the things that I've tested out that have made me improve my sleep. Now, it's not perfect. There's days I toss and turn. There's days I have a hard time falling asleep. I have, you know, ideas and thoughts in my head. And there's days where I wake up in the middle of the night. And, you know, that just happens. But for the most part, I've noticed that I've been able to go to sleep a lot quicker. I've been able to wake up a lot fresher because I've put a few things into play for my bedtime routine. So let me share a few of those in order here of kind of what the bedtime routine looks like. So in a nutshell, I'll kind of go through the high level and then I'll dive in a couple different areas. So bedtime routine is pretty consistent almost every night. Roughly, I'm turning off my light and I'm going to sleep at around about 10.30 each night. Sometimes that's earlier, 9.30 at 10. Sometimes it tweaks a little later to 11. Most nights, it's about 10.30. And I'm doing a couple things prior to turning off that light and going to sleep. So one is I'm putting technology away. At least 30 minutes, sometimes 45 to 60 minutes prior to bed, technology is off no TVs, no phones, no anything. Secondly, I start to read. So I like to read for 15 to 30 minutes. um, And I read a variety of different books. A lot of them, though, are in the nonfiction category. So whether that's more like personal development books or autobiographies or what have you, however you'd categorize, they're not fiction. I don't read a lot of fiction. I don't read a lot of novels. That's just not my jam. Um, and it's some maybe something maybe I'll test out down the road or I'll try, but um, I like to read a lot of books uh, more in the nonfiction category. But again, whatever books you like, it doesn't really matter. It's the fact that you are reading. So I like to read because one, it's an opportunity for me to learn and expand my mind and, and kind of grow my thoughts. And secondly, what I found is that it tires me out. And maybe it's just because my eyes have been looking at a computer most of the day. And now they're looking at something different. It's, you know, it's maybe a different focus. So anyways, it works for me um, in terms of the, uh, the reading at night. I do a couple other things as well. So one is I turn my temperatures down. I pretty much throughout the year keep it at 70 degrees in my house. Sometimes I'll tweak it one to two degrees colder, especially in the summertime. I live in North Carolina, so sometimes it gets a little hot. So uh, 68 to 70 degrees, and I turn it down one to two degrees because um, I know that from listening to Dr. Matthew Walker, as well as Andrew Huberman and some other folks that you know, do a lot of um, research around sleep, turning your uh, temperature down just a little bit, getting your body temperature lower actually promotes better sleep quality. And it helps you fall asleep quicker. So I do that every night and just make sure it's not too hot. A couple of things I've done, and I've actually added these in the last two years since I have uh, did my bedtime routine podcast a couple of years ago. Um, one is I've been testing magnesium. 
And again, check with your doctor, you know, always consult your physician with anything, any supplements you're going to take. But um, there's a lot of research out there that, you know, suggests magnesium can help put you in a calming state and, you know, go to bed. Um, and I found that to be true. And again, maybe there's some placebo effect to it. I'm not sure. But I definitely know that it, you know, makes me uh, fall asleep, but also just kind of makes me more drowsy as I take it. I generally take it about two hours or so before bed. Uh, but I, I've noticed it works for me. I'm also in a period right now where I'm testing not taking it. I've just taken it for the last few months. I'm testing not taking it, and I'm seeing if there's any real difference. So I'll report back on that in a later episode. But it's something I would encourage you at least to try out. There's a lot of research around a lot of folks that have taken magnesium before bed and um, have those benefits. Um, one of the other things I've done recently, well, I guess maybe in the last year plus, I guess now, maybe it's been a while, is uh, I have a heavy blanket. Now, I don't know if anyone else has tried a heavy blanket, but I never did. My son has one and had one for has one for uh, several years now, and it's really helped him. So I got a heavy blanket within the last maybe year, I guess, or year and a half, and I noticed that it really helps me fall asleep, that that extra weight on top of me for whatever reason just gives me a little bit more comfort and, and tires me out. So I would encourage that as well. If you toss and turn a lot throughout the night as well, you may look into a heavy blanket. I think that's the big reason that I've found that my sleep has been very sound is by putting the heavy blanket on. Now, I will say during the summertime, it's a little more challenging when it gets hotter, um, especially as the, you know, the heat temps may rise you know, in the night for whatever reason. Uh, my body temperature rise because I have some covers on. So the heavy blanket, I you know, go in and out of during the summer, but definitely during the you know, fall and winter months, um, the heavy blanket is a, is a staple. And then one of the other things I've tried more recently, again, still testing out, but is um, getting away from white light. So blue light, as we know, is, you know, the, the screens, technology, uh, phones and, and TVs and what have you. But if we take, I have like white light normally in my lamp next to my bed. But what I've been testing out is an orange light. And orange and red are actually um, warmer lights. Um, it promotes more calmness and, and gets you in more of a sleep state. So again, another thing I'm testing out, I love testing and trying things and seeing you know, what can optimize my sleep the most. Because one of the things I'm challenged with, and, and maybe others um, can relate to this, is it's hard some nights to go to sleep. I have a lot of things in my mind. I have a lot of um, ideas flowing through. And you know, sometimes it's hard you know, when I toss and turn and I'm thinking about those, it's hard to, to fall asleep. So I'm trying to do all these things to get myself in a better sleep state so those ideas don't flow. So on that, the last thought I'll make is journaling. So journaling is something I do very consistently. Sometimes I'll take off for a few-week period and I won't do it. Um, and then other times I'm doing it for months straight on end. Sometimes it's, a, it's more of a feel for me. But I journal. I actually created a journal um, to ask about five questions um, that are pretty straightforward. But you could do whatever journal you want. You can jot down notes. You can do long form. You can do whatever you want. But the act of journaling, what I found, is it takes all those ideas, or most of those ideas at least, out of my head. A lot of the things that I've been thinking about, it goes on paper. It's put away. So it's something to consider if you have a lot of ideas, a lot of you know things, stressors, et cetera, that are flowing through your head. You may decide to journal and uh, put that to rest, no pun intended, um, prior to actually going to sleep. So 
that's pretty much my bedtime routine. About 10.30, my lights are off. And then prior to that, I'm uh, turning the temperature down. I'm making sure that, um, that I have no technology on 30 to 60 minutes prior to bed. I'm journaling. Generally, that's about 5 to 15 minutes, depending. I'm also reading as well. So those are the four main components. Obviously, with the temperatures down or the heavy blanket or the orange light or the magnesium, those are different things you can play with to see what may work for you and, and what may want not. And I definitely recommend everyone to go get the book, Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. Pick it up on audiobook or the hardcover, or whatever. He has a podcast as well. I think it's called Why, Why We Sleep. Uh, but anyways, you can search Dr. Matthew Walker um, on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. But, you know, there's a lot of fascinating research going on right now around sleep and the benefits of getting sleep and how you can get better sleep. So I certainly recommend to, uh, you know, go to the pros, those researchers, those folks that study this all day, every day. And I'm sure this information will change um, as things go along. I only can share what works for me. And that's one thing about like advice and insight, I'm just going to share what works for me. It may not work for you all the way, or maybe some of the things work or some don't. But the only thing I can say is if you struggle with getting to sleep and you have a hard time staying asleep, the biggest thing to look at is what is your routine? What are the things you do within, let's say, the 60 minutes prior to sleep? And if you could try to, you know, shore those up a little bit and say, okay, I can, you know, get a pattern that's, you know, consistent you're going to have a better chance because a lot of the research suggests that going to bed around the same time every night is probably one of the most valuable things you can do because your body starts getting into a rhythm. It's when you go to bed one night at 10, another night at 1 a.m., the next night at 1130, your body has no rhythm to it and it doesn't actually know when it should get into that, um, you know, quote unquote circadian rhythm. There's no consistency to it. So anyways, Go look at the researchers. Go look at the folks that you know are experts on this stuff. Um, I know enough to be dangerous with a lot of the stuff I've studied and tried over the years. But I do like to share it because, again, it's what I do. It's what works for me. And it's something that I may change over time or may alter. But at least for the last two years, I've kept it relatively the same. And it's worked pretty well for the most part. So anyways, that's the uh, my bedtime routine uh, routine. And that is the, uh, the process I go through, as well as I think some benefits, hopefully, um, you've taken away from this episode as well. And I'd love to jam on this stuff. So any folks that are interested, you know, want to just talk about it and, and some things that have worked for me, other things I've tried maybe and, and threw out or what have you, always happy to chat. But like I said, I'd point to resources online. Dr. Matthew Walker is probably one of the more um, well-known ones around sleep research. Um, so he would be someone to check out right away, whether it's his book, Why We Sleep, or his podcast, I'd certainly recommend. So anyways, thanks again for listening on this podcast. Um, hope you guys have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Hey, everyone. And just one more quick thing before you head off on your day. If you're enjoying this podcast and are looking for other resources and tools to help you get started and move forward toward a happier and more fulfilling life, then I'd encourage you to head over to my website, brianondraco.com, and hit the subscribe button in the upper right corner. There you can find my newsletter and blog subscriptions, where I share insights and information around getting unstuck, perspective, mindset, relationships, habits, and much more. If you get a chance to sign up, I hope you enjoy. Thanks again for listening in and have a phenomenal day.